Yo, 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 good evening and happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to episode 157 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your humble host, Gabe, and thank you again for listening. Week 16 in the NFL kicked off. I'll do a recap of the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the New York Jets. And I'm going to do a brief tribute to the late Franco Harrison, who died on Wednesday. And then I'll get into what I believe are the best games of week 16 in the NFL. My takes, analysis, and predictions coming up on the other side. Stay tuned. All right, now without further ado, let's get episode 157 started. I'm going to start my opening take with Thursday Night Football, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the New York Jets. For the New York Jets, this was a must win because they've lost three in a row. And of course, the quarterback situation has gotten bad. The Jacksonville Jaguars have been on a roll and they won this game 19-3, extending their winning streak. And not only that, the Jacksonville Jaguars still within striking distance of possibly winning the AFC South as the Tennessee Titans continue to fall. This is Jacksonville's third straight win. Now, this was not a great game. It was actually kind of sloppy due to the weather. So the defenses played played good on both sides. It's just the fact that the New York Jets had no offense. More on that in a minute. Trevor Lawrence finished with 229 yards and no touchdowns, no interceptions. He had 51 yards rushing and one touchdown. Travis Etienne had 83 yards rushing, 29 yards receiving. Evan Ingram had 113 yards receiving and Christian Kurt at at 22 yards receiving. As I stated earlier, the New York Jets could get nothing going on offense. Zach Wilson was struggling. And, the, and the, you know the bad part about it was? As soon as he even touched the, f- the field, he was getting booed. From the beginning until he was benched. He only had 92 yards passing on 9 of 18 passing and one interception. Then they brought in a guy named Chris Sturvowler. I don't know if I said that right, but if I never, my apologies. He had 90 yards um, passing and 54 yards rushing. They still couldn't. They still couldn't manage anything. And of course, the running game was atrocious. This is part of the reason why the Jets struggled. I know Zach Wilson wasn't wasn't good, but it it doesn't help when you're not good and the running game is not good either. The Jets only had 66 yards rushing as a team. Now, obviously, Robert Sala and Matt LaFleur is failing to learn from from their Shanahan lessons. Michael Carter had 44 yards rushing. Garrett Wilson had 30 yards receiving. Now, for the Jets, they look like they're playing themselves right out of a playoff spot. They are 7-8 and eight right now, and they're not mathematically out of it yet, but it's not looking good for them. I mean, here's what they have coming up. They have the Seahawks 
and the Dolphins. And those two teams are fighting for a playoff spot as well. So, the Jets better get it together. Now, Jacksonville, all they have to do is just win out. And they're going to steal the, the, the AFC South. Coming up for the Jacksonville Jaguars are the, te- the Texans and the Titans. Of course, they should be able to beat the Texans. And of course, the way it's going, it looks like that Titans game at the end is going to be for all the marbles. And kudos to Doug Peterson for coming in there and turning Trevor Lawrence around. Because that first season, it made it look like the Jacksonville Jaguars made a mistake. That he wasn't the Trevor Lawrence I saw at Clemson for three years. And now, he's looking like that guy from Clemson. And then it helps to have his college teammate, Travis Etienne, who's, who looks to be coming along as well. So, as I stated on Tuesday, this team is one draft away from being a consistent winner. Now, before I go on to what I believe are the best games of Week 16, we had some sad news coming out of the NFL. One of the legends of the game, Franco Harris, died on Wednesday. Now, to be transparent, the most um, significant play, the biggest play in NFL history, the immaculate reception, happened in 72. I wasn't even alive then. And most most of you listening to me probably weren't either. This, This play was the play that catapulted the Steeler dynasty in the 1970s. It was the first of four championships they would win in the 70s. The thing about Franco Harris was he was a rookie when this happened. Now, of course, if you listen to former Raider um, players and coaches, including the late John Madden, God bless his soul, that they don't believe that it was a catch. But, uh, But if you look at the replay of that immaculate reception, you can watch it as many times as, you, as possible. You will see that it was a catch. I mean, Terry Bradshaw threw the ball, bounced off two players, a Raider and a Steeler, and it just bounced the right way, and Franco Harris was just at the right place at the right time. Franco Harris played 12, 13 seasons in the NFL. He's, of course, a Hall of Famer. His total stats were he had 12,120 yards rushing, 91 touchdowns in the regular season, 4 point yards a carry. In the postseason, he had 16 rushing touchdowns. And of course, on the, in, in receiving, he had 9 receiving touchdowns in the regular season. And he had 1 in the postseason. What's interesting was, I heard Franco Harris's interview on Mad Dog channel and that was the last interview last time we heard from him because the day after that is when he passed away today is the 50th anniversary of the the immaculate reception this Saturday when the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Raiders they was going to retire Franco Harris's number 32 jersey 
course, that's still going to happen. But unfortunately, Franco Harris will not be there to see it. So I'm just going to say this. Franco Harris was was an excellent player. And from all the stories I heard about him, he was an all-around good person. So I'm going to still say, rest in peace to the great Franco Harris. Now let's move on to NFL Week 16 and what I believe are the best games of, of Week 16 in the NFL. Let's start off with the Seattle Seahawks versus the Kansas City Chiefs. For the Seahawks, this is a must win. In my opinion, this is do or die for them. A loss against the Kansas City Chiefs and they might as well get ready and get that couch warmed um, ready. And get that U-Haul truck ready in two weeks because they need to go ahead and get ready to pack their stuff and get going. The Seahawks need a big game from Geno Smith. He needs his outside receivers, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf to come through for him. And he needs Kenneth Walker Jr. to run the ball effectively. One thing you say about the Chiefs, they are vulnerable against the pass. So, they have a chance to stay in this game. But of course, their defense is suspect. That's not a good sign when you have to play Patrick Mahomes and company. I believe that the Seahawks will keep this game relatively close because of their suspect defense of the Chiefs. But in the end, I don't think Geno Smith and company are going to have enough to overcome Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, and all those other weapons on the Chiefs' offense. So close game, but I think I'm going to take this. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game, 34 to 29. Now let's move on to the New York Jets versus the Minnesota Vikings. Another. Another team in must-win mode, and that's the Giants. The Giants are 8-5 and and 1. And they're still fighting for a playoff spot. They're playing a Minnesota team that's that's actually looking to stay in a number 2 spot in the NFC. So you know with my San Francisco 49ers on their tail, they have to keep winning to secure that spot. They've already wrapped up the division in the NFC North. But the Giants, the best bet is to keep this game as close as possible. Because one thing about the Vikings, their defense is suspect at times. They make plays, but they give up a lot as well. The Giants need Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones to have a big game. Now, earth to Brian Dable. Saquon Barkley is your best player Use them. And Daniel Jones cannot afford to turn the ball over. Now for the Giants defense. The Giants defense has been decimated by injuries. So they've been a little bit hot and cold. But they got to do everything they can to get the Kirk Cousins and know what Justin Jefferson is at all times. Now, for rooting interest, I'll be rooting for the Giants to win this one, but I don't think they're going to win. 
I think Minnesota Vikings are just a tad bit better. So, I think the Giants, because of their tenacity and tough, and the fact that they know how to hang in the games, this is what I think they're going to lose. So, I'm going to go with the Vikings to win this game 30-22. Now, let's move on to the Washington Commanders versus my San Francisco 49ers. The Washington Commanders are also in must-win mode. They know another loss may get may just seal their faith. Now, good news for them is Chase Young, their all-pro on defensive end, is finally going to make his, his season debut. Because last year he tore his ACL and it's taken him a year to get back. Washington is probably going to be is going to be looking to establish the running game with Bryant Robinson Jr. and Anton Gibson. And of course, gotta look out for that guy, Terry McLaughlin. For my Niners, all they have to all Brock Purdy have to do is just keep doing what he's been doing. They don't have to, we don't need they don't need nothing spectacular. Just get the ball to the playmakers. Of course, there'll be no Debo Samuel this week. But he's still got Brandon 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 Ayuk and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and Jawan Jennings. So, but I believe I believe my 49ers defense is going to hold serve. I think they're I think they're, they're I think they're going to stop the run. I think they're going to they're going to force T- Taylor Heineke to try to beat him with his arm, and he's going to make some costly turnovers. And in the end, I look for a big game from Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk. So, I'm going to go with my Niners to win this game handily, 27 to 13. Now let's go to the marquee matchup of Week 16, and that's the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, there was a lot of juice to this game, but I think it's lost a little bit of its luster due to the fact that Dallas Cowboys have been struggling. I mean, they lost last week to Jacksonville in overtime. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts will not be playing in this game due to a shoulder sprain on his throwing on his throwing shoulder. So that means Garden Minshew will be starting for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now the question is going to be, can he hold the fort down? I mean, the weapons are still there: Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. As for the Dallas Cowboys defense, I'm looking at you. A few weeks ago, the Dallas Cowboys defense was a top five defense. The last couple of games, they, they're not looking like a top five defense. They're looking like a, a, middle, a, a middle to lower five defense. And for the Dallas Cowboys offense, Dak Prescott must take care of the ball. The Eagles defense, they, they, they can make some plays, but you can also put um score some points against them and put up some yardage. So the Cowboys can do some damage here. And of course, don't forget about Zeke Elliott and, T- and Tony Pollard. I think in this game, I believe that 
the Dallas Cowboys, believe it or not, I think they're going to bounce back in this game. Yeah, I said it. I think no Jalen Hurts. I think the threat. I think the threat of a of a run from the quarterback. I think is, is going to be limited because Garden Minshew is not much of a runner at all. So they're going to be relying mostly on Miles Sanders to um, take the load most of it. So I think if the Dallas Cowboys can slow down the run and make um, um, Garden Minshew um, um, beat them with their arm, I think they'll be in good shape. I think this game will be, as as, um, Coach Lee Coach would say, close, close, close. So I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys to pull off the upset, and I think they will win this game, 27 to 26. And finally, let's go to the Green Bay Packers versus the Miami Dolphins. Both teams are in must-win mode if they even want to sniff the playoffs. Both teams. I think Green Bay more than Miami. Green Bay definitely needs to win, and they're going to need help along the way. The Miami Dolphins, they need to, they need to get back on track and, and start winning. Because they're right now getting into that mode where they're going to have to keep winning and need help. Both teams need to establish the running game. Last week for Miami, Mike McDaniels got back to the, to the Shanahan Fundamentals balanced attack on offense and Matt LaFleur needs to, has, has gotten back to that as well both these teams are going to need that in this game so for Miami Raheem Moserati and Jeff Wilson Jr. for the Green Bay Packers A.J. Dillon and, and Aaron Jones of course both the quarterbacks are going to have to have big games as well honest with you I don't trust none of these teams defense so I think we're going to see a high scoring game here because both these defense are so suspect and will give a lot of yards so I look I look for Tyreek Hill to possibly have maybe 150 yards receiving in this one and I wouldn't be surprised on the other side of the ball that um Christian Watson has a big game as well over 100 yards plus but in the end I think I'm going to tr- I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to trust Miami's defense just a tad bit more than I trust the Green Bay defense so I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins to win a shootout 41 Now, this will conclude episode 157 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your humble host, Gabe. Thank you again for listening, downloading, and streaming. I appreciate it very much. You can follow this podcast. You can stream it from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow me on Twitter at ggsports13 and follow my Facebook page at Sports Takes Galore with Gabe. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, downloading. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy Merry Christmas. 
enjoy the games this weekend, and I'll talk to you again on Tuesday.